is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I'm joined again by Eric for another riveting edition of Spoiling Star Wars, where we will discuss the Mandalorian Chapter 13, The Jedi. Uh, Todd, this was, um, I, I don't know if it was my favorite episode yet, but it felt like it moved along the, the plot, and more importantly, it answered, not some question, it actually it revealed what we wanted to see. Because I think from the get-go, when they mention Ahsoka, Ahsoka, uh, whatever you can pronounce her name, Todd, <laughs> is it a Soto? <laughs> Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. There we go. See, I just was waiting for you to correct. Uh, once they revealed her, I thought that was uh, pretty pivotal and, and a big epic moment for all us fans through the years who didn't know quite how to pronounce her name. Yeah. What was your thoughts, go. Todd? Up to this point, the, the series has been very sort of outer rim fringes yeah there's been mention of the new republic and the empire but mostly it's been sort of a bounty hunter and scoundrel sort of situation and now they've officially brought jedi into it i mean yes the child who we now can start calling grogu as opposed to baby yoda into it and he's had some force stuff going on but it wasn't super jedi heavy and now we've got jedi in the mix and i'm curious to see how that how that all plays out it was good to see ahsoka She's probably the biggest Star Wars character with the least actual screen time in the series, in my in my opinion, because she she was a big hit with the Clone Wars. She made she made appearances in in the Rebels cartoon, um, and I would I I think I can easily say you know one of the fan favorites, but this is the first appearance you know live action. Uh, to which I got to think there was a good bit of pressure on that to, to do that right <laughs> with, you know, there being such a fan base and, and, you know, yeah, as unfortunate as the Star Wars fan base can be and <laughs> on a lot of things, <laughs> you know, but I think I think they did a really good job with it. I think uh, I think the actress that that's playing her did a very good job of uh, portraying the role for someone who's only ever been shown in animation uh, and for, you know, a. a a real live actress to act on those sort of subtle characterizations, you know, facial expressions, gestures and stuff. I think she did an excellent job. I'm, I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, she, um, so I, I did enough, uh, not necessarily research, but I discovered Google discover, which is the Google Chrome, um, just like, Hey, you might like to read this. And it gives you an essentially every day, it'll give you 30, 40 different stories. And over time they've discovered that I like Star Wars. So they start feeding me a bunch of Star Wars related <laughs> news. Go figure. Uh, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've been reading um, that it actually was pretty funny that uh, Ros- Rosario Dawson, which is the actress playing, which we know her mm-hmm. from several things. She was actually in the Netflix Marvel show. She was one of the connected tissue characters that actually um, was with, um. Uh, oh boy, uh, the Punisher and, <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Luke Cage and okay. uh, 
Daredevil. That, like she was like the main character that kind of went in between all the series, which was really cool. And I, if you've never caught any of those, uh, I was, I actually have not. I've seen all the Marvel movies, but the TV I've just not had the time taking the time to. I mean, it's oh, it's a lot it's, of. It's kind of because... like it's kind of like Clone Wars and and Rebels and Resistance. Like I know they're out there. I want to see them. I just have not had or made the time to do it. And frankly, yeah, if I'm well, going to make the time to do that, it's going to be the Star Wars stuff and probably not the Marvel stuff. But I know you've told me before that the Marvel stuff is pretty, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, she was in she was in that. And that's primarily where I got most of my um, like, I guess, her, watching her on film. I know she was. In OK, couple, she's in several other movies, too. Like, I think she might have been in the the lot, the movie Rent. If I think okay, if I'm thinking correctly, so I've seen her before. She's been around. She's well acclaimed and uh, and well known. But she did really good with the Marvel, the Marvel film or the Marvel uh, shows, and it right. was awesome to see her here. And I guess somebody, a fan, actually tweeted her, said, like asking her thoughts or opinions on Ahsoka, and and she was like, absolutely, you know, like she she was well enough of a fan that she responded back that they should bring her not. Not her as the actress, but Ahsoka to some type of live action, or they need to incorporate her into right. um, just kind of as a question. And maybe maybe the two drew, drew you know some resemblance, and that's where they're kind of fishing for. But I guess that right. got on Dave Filoni, which is the showrunner. Um, right. It got on his radar from that, and he talked to uh, Favreau, and Favreau's like, yeah, I know her. And so it actually came together, and like <laughs> she got cast because of – somebody tweeting and, and it kind of caught notion of uh Filoni, you know, his radar. And he was like, Oh yeah, that would work. So nice, uh, which worked really well. And from what I understand, she went back and like watched every cartoon and to oh, get yeah. all the mannerisms and stuff like that. So that was, uh, you know, I love to love to see that kind of uh, dedication. And, Oh yeah. And although I couldn't tell you, I mean, I've watched truthfully, I watched the star, the clone wars movie years ago. And yeah. and I know she was in that, and that's basically where I knew her from. And then I might have watched two or three episodes of The Clone Wars years ago, and so I couldn't tell you much more than I than she was, I believe Anakin's apprentice somewhat. Right. Like I don't yep. I don't know how far that went. Uh, so but 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 at least in this episode you do get, like they reference it. You know they they right. they talk about how she's not going to train Grogu because he has fear, and we've seen how bad that turns out before. So, right. like, I really enjoyed all of that. You know, I, I'm i not familiar with the, you know, a lot of the Star Wars, like, deep, deep web stuff. Like, when they talked about, is it Thrawn? 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 Thrawn. We'll have a whole spiel on Thrawn well, here in a bit. But well, yeah. that's, I knew that you would be able to do that. I'm f- familiar enough to know that he's a bad guy, and they have books about him, but I'm not familiar anymore than, know, like, I don't know anything else. So... Uh, I think the diehard fans probably really, really enjoyed some of the aspects of this episode. And, uh, you know, I truthfully thought it was it was the first Mandalorian where you truthfully feel like it became a Star Wars Jedi-esque episode, which I'm not in favor of or against. It's just a matter of like if they turn it all into (laughs) Jedi stuff, then I'll say they're losing what made the Mandalorian special. But right, right a single problem with one episode being lightsabers slicing and dicing bells and people yeah. and everything else so yeah i think it's i think it's something that if if applied you know judiciously 
could be a good thing. If they go a little too overboard, that might tip the balance. Yeah, but, but she's we'll, gone, we'll, so you're we'll not see how see they that. do. Yeah, I mean, she, she won't show back up for a while, I assume. Uh, which you would think, you know, she's I mean, kind of hanging go. out on that planet, and yeah, exactly. It sounds to me like he's got to go do some mission, and I guess maybe she'll come back into play. I guess that's that's the thing with with Ahsoka because she was Anakin's during the Clone Wars, which you know, if we're looking at the series, that's between episodes two and three, right? She, you know, she's introduced in the Clone Wars animated piece and then TV show series, but there's no mention of her in episode three, which seems weird. It seems like if you had this, this apprentice, where, where'd she go? No one's talking about her. She never shows, like, it just seems weird. And I've not seen the, the full run of Clone Wars to know how it is that they explain that away. And I'm sure there are people yelling at their phones right now for that. I'm, I'm sorry. And then she makes appearances in Rebels, which means clearly she survives Order 66 and is hanging out and whatever. And I understand that she'd be in hiding, but she shows she shows up in the Rebels series. Well, now in the timeline, the Rebellion has taken down the Galactic Empire. I mean, obviously there are still vestiges there. It seems odd that, she, you know, having been someone involved with the Rebellion in the Rebels cartoon... That once they blew up the second Death Star, she wouldn't have like showed up and been like, "Hey, Alliance High Command, I, check it out. I used to be a Jedi. Maybe you could use my help." You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel yeah. like there should have been some situation whereby she made her presence aware to them, and and vice versa. And like her and Luke should have gotten together. <laughs> you know? Well, he, he was he was quote the last of the Jedi, and turns out no, actually he isn't. They probably could have learned a lot from each other, sort of a thing. I'm curious to see if that ends up getting discussed or explained or, or something somehow, because I don't know yeah. how that's going to necessarily go. It's it is yeah. quite interesting. We'll they see. do make reference to uh, what is the main character in Rebels? Is it like Sabina or something like that? So Ezra and uh, shoot, I'm just blanking out on dude's name. There are a couple of Jedi in that. Ezra yeah. is the kid, and Kanan is the is the former. Well, I guess he's still a Jedi, but those are the two Jedi characters in in that one. And I've seen some online chatter where people are thinking, oh, they're going to send Grogu off to the top of this mountain to do his meditation thing. And she says, you know, if a Jedi can pick up your vibes, they might come and do it. And I've heard people say that they think that might end up being Ezra. We'll see. Again, I've only seen, I haven't seen that whole series to know what the likely, to make any, you know, educated guesses on my front as to yeah. what the likelihood there is. But sure, seems good. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, it's all, you know, it, it is interesting. It makes me want to, like, I, I wish there was some type of, like, fan cut, which just tells the story. The Cliff's Notes of, of cl the Clone yeah. Wars and Rebels. Wouldn't, wouldn't no, that be nice? It, 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 it would, because as much as I would love to actually watch them all, and I'm sure I will at some point, I don't have the time to kick into it. doing that hardcore quick enough to keep up with The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> and, and the rate yeah. at which they're sprinkling this stuff in. So, well, you'd have to yeah, you'd have um, to do it during an off season, which we we kind of didn't know. So they should have like gave us like required reading. Hey guys, go watch this episode, this episode, <laughs> this episode. You know, like right. And, and and you know, and if for some reason the the people of the Mandalorian are listening and they want us to do that job for them, just give us a heads up. Let us screen the episodes early. <laughs> oh yeah, and we'll go, yeah, and we'll do the uh, required research to find out what people should watch and or and you know and that that might even increase your Disney Plus, uh, you know, 
view time and everything like that. So, you know, your stocks will soar. So yeah. who knows? But yeah. All right, Todd, yeah. let's, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk about more of the episode. Good deal. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. So the... I have some questions about the Thrawn character or, or, or who the lady was. And I don't know if you'll be able to help me on this, but let's uh, address the elephant in the room for me, at least. Who, who is the, the bad guy that, that Ahsoka is trying to find here? And what would possibly right. be the purpose? All right. So Grand Admiral Thrawn. And we could probably go on for a ridiculous amount of time with me going on. That's why we just took him. a break, Todd. That's why we right. just took a break. Right. We're we're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> this is your we're, we're section. Gonna, I will I will try and and keep this uh, somewhat succinct. So travel back in time with me to the mid '90s. There were only three Star Wars films at the time, and nothing like there weren't all the comic books, there weren't cartoons. Like it was the movies, and that was it. There was a role playing game. That, that picked up some some excitement. I was a part of that, but I still feel that uh, was probably pretty niche. Basically, a gentleman named Timothy Zahn wrote a series of books, a trilogy, that took place after the the Battle of Endor. Uh, like I think I want to say it was like five years after. Basically, it picked up where the movies left off with the fledgling New Republic and some adventures and stories there with our you know our boy Han and Leia and, and all those folk. And the main bad guy, the antagonist in that, was the Empire, led by Grand Admiral Thrawn. And so the quick and dirty backstory there is he was, he's an alien, which is odd for the Empire. They, they, they're very xenophobic. Like, you don't see any alien Imperial officers or, or anything like that. That's just part of the reason why they're evil. They're a bunch of racist, xenophobic jerks. And so that made him noteworthy because he's this, you know, blue-skinned alien dude that is a brilliant tactician. He's kind of like the Sherlock Holmes of Star Wars with how smart and clever he is with the added bonus that he's really good at tactics and and military things. And so he's, like I said, he's the main dude from that without getting too deep into the plot of that. Like, he is the new... Darth Vader slash Emperor, like he's in charge of the what's left of the Empire, trying to get their act together to, you know, once again, take over the galaxy from the New Republic. So for just he's not actually Sith, though. No, 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 no. He's he's got no sort of Jedi he's, force stuff at all. Like he's either he's he's or or. Uh, yeah. Or the if you gentleman, <laughs> if you t- if you t- if you took Sherlock Holmes uh-huh. and and Grand Moff Tarkin and put those two together with a, a splash of blue paint, you, you've kind of got Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. 
And he obviously is so, so good. That's why he, uh, being an alien, he could kind of infiltrate their system. Well, because and because, he, be, well, he was super good and useful to the emperor. And that's why he made him, you know, get him rank and made him a general. But because they're so generally xenophobic, they couldn't have him in the main lines. So he got stationed like way, way, way the hell out there in the far rim, like way yeah. out, like no one knew he existed. That's why he was able to survive the sure. destruction of the second Death Star and the fall of the Empire. And then like because he was out in the boonies, he's like, well, I guess I need to come back in system and try and see if I can't get things back in line. He does make an, a reappearance in the Rebels cartoon. Now, I personally have not watched far enough into that series to actually get to the point where he does show up. So I don't know how that works or why that is but he's he's an excellent character there you know there have also been several more books written here more in the modern era that explain like where he came from and how he came to be a part of the empire and they're it's excellent reads i highly recommend uh anyone it's a new trilogy of thrawn books and i would say it, probably in the modern era kind of like ahsoka is like a fan favorite that's never been on uh -huh. screen yeah. i would say if i had to pick the second person on that list it would it would be thrawn because he is he's a very very good character i mean he's with the empire so he's a bad guy but he's not necessarily evil like there's a little bit of you know you can have a little bit of you know sympathy for him you can kind of relate to him on certain fronts which makes him a really good character like it's one thing to have oh darth vader and he's just evil and, and the emperor there he's just evil whatever whatever there's some depth to thrawn that i think appeals sure. to a lot of folk that's fair yeah so that's that's kind of what um i thought I knew he was something. I didn't know necessarily a lot of his backstory, but it sounds to me like he would then be um, over or possibly over Moff Gideon, right? Because he's the Admiral and Moff is what? Is that the same term or? See, that's where, that's where it gets weird because Admiral, Grand Admiral is, is, is obviously a naval rank. That's as high as you can go up in the Navy. Moff is, it's kind of military, but it's also kind of political. Like they kept they they almost interchangeably referred to Grand Moff Tarkin also as Governor Tarkin to remember if it was that he used to be a governor and then got turned into a Moff or if it's kind of like he was both. But like the Moff situation is it's it's kind of like the president is the commander in chief of the armed forces sort of a deal. It's like sure. yeah you're in charge of the military but you're not really military. I feel like the Moff thing is kind of like that and. I guess the other thing that kind of complicates this is because the empire doesn't technically exist, what with there being no emperor, yeah. those two might be completely different factions who may not even That's, necessarily yeah. be aware of each other or coordinating. Like if there was still the empire, there would be some sort of hierarchy you could look, look to, but I don't know what that relationship between Moff Gideon and Grand Admiral Thrawn even would look like. Because like I said, they yeah. might not be really connected or working together like i said it's possible they're not even aware of each other we'll we'll have to see we'll have to wait and find out yeah no that's pretty interesting pretty interesting finds and it's it's uh you know slowly but surely as the season goes by or as the series goes by it looks like the emperor or the empire is is not as you know defunct as we were led to believe because at first right. you thought about it from the beginning the first couple episodes you got this you know, one guy with a couple stormtroopers that are all dirty and looking crazy, you know, down there right. on Navarro. And you think, well, there's there's not really anybody left. But now as you go by, it seems more and more like, yeah, this doesn't seem very different than the Empire that we were used to, you know, just yeah. 
different leadership or, or so so forth. Uh, well, and it, yeah, and it seems like it kind of depends where you are and how much power that particular sort of like. Apparently, in Moff Gideon's neck of the woods, there are still plenty of Empire material, loyalists, money, resources, etc. Around, whereas yeah, you know, the warlord in the first episode who hired hired him to find the child, eh, he might have been running on a little bit more of a shoestring budget. Yeah, which which kind of looked like, or like with all the, I think all the stormtrooper heads on poles and stuff like that. So right, you know, they they had a little bit more resistance in fighting against them. So it is very interesting. I found that conversation between uh, Ahsoka and and the I guess Thrawn's I I wouldn't know if his apprentice or just ally in general was very interesting. Yeah. and more so Beskar is like undestroyable metal. So I understand why it has. <sighs> you now that you know well that was a that was a bit of a that i mean and again maybe this is actually discussed in the clone wars episodes that involve the mandalorians but i was not aware that there was any kind of material that lightsabers couldn't just hack through given sufficient time and the fact that he was just deflecting her right off of his off his his, arm, his forearm right? pieces yeah. yeah like it was nothing and that's that's kind of a big deal and yeah definitely gives you a little insight into how spiffy beskar is and i guess if you think about it you know with them saying well the mandalorians and the jedi are you know ancient rivals whatever it would make sense that you would want to figure out some sort of material that would let you counter lightsabers yeah (laughs) that kind of makes a certain kind of sense to me (laughs) and that came from probably what so is their planet mandalore uh, they, yeah, they've referenced Mandalore the Great, which I'm assuming is the 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 like the leader or the the founder. Right. Uh, so, and I guess that's where all the Beskar was found, or at least they were mining it, and that's kind of why they sure it's all theirs. That'd be my guess. I I honestly have nothing to back that up. I know you look, yeah, me, no, you I have all know. the rando. I'm gonna fail you on this one. Well, dude, uh, Beskar is new. Beskar is just introduced in this. <clears throat> series right i mean have you heard about Kinda. that in role-playing games nev- or anything before? i've never heard the term until this series that so i mean and so, this is all and, and, and truthfully imagine having to write for a show where there's so many restrictions or things that are brought up i mean it's probably a blessing and a curse oh. because all you have to do is show an aqualish and i'm excited but then again you also have to fall within these realm where we're picking apart well can ahsoka actually be during this timeline because this and that and, <laughs> right you know like it i'm i imagine you know i saw an article that was mad that that grogu wasn't named with a, a y and, and it was very clickbaity saying star wars goes against tradition for a baby yoda <laughs> character or whatever and i read it and the tradition was that just because yoda and Yaddle or Yiddle or whatever, which they, right, must not even reference, yeah. they don't even reference as an actual Yoda type character, you know, right. like she said, she only right. knew one. Well, that means she either, you know, didn't meet the whole team or that Yaddle who was on the freaking commission or whatever they called it. The Jedi council <laughs> was a big council. deal. So I'm, but yeah. then again, I believe on, on online, they referenced that it was like a half. It wasn't like, a, it was, Right. It was a sl- it was a slight different species yeah. than what Yoda was. Yeah. Either way, the clickbait article got me to click on it, which good for them. They got their they got their money on their you know the prop up ads. But right. I read and I'm like, oh, that's whether they're going against tradition because there's only been one, or maybe two, and they both started right. with Y. So Grogu should have started with a Y. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. You're you're right. I would hate to be one of the writers for this thing because anything you do is either going to be hailed as fantastic 
or treated like a disaster and some sort of blasphemy, or in most cases, probably both. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. I don't, I so, don't envy them at all. No, no, but they've done a great job. You saw the director oh, yeah. was actually Dave, director and writer was Dave Filoni. So he's the showrunner. He's the guy that wrote or at least was in charge of uh, Clone Wars. And I think worked directly yeah. with um, George Lucas and back in the day and then made his way up the chain. And now he's the he's he pretty much runs the Star Wars. No, he's not Kathleen Kennedy, who I believe is kind of in charge of the back end stuff. You know, she's like the corporate at the chair, but he's like the creative uh, piece that ties everything together. Like the yeah. encyclopedia that knows everything Star Wars, or at least says, "All right, we can pull this off." Because if they said, "Hey, right. let's throw Obi Wan in this," you, you, like that doesn't fit, right? Uh, Obi Wan right. is dead and and can't be done. But like he can say, "Well, yeah, this works," and so forth. So he was, and I wonder if there was reason. You know, I wonder if he was in charge of this episode because that's when the name leaked and and stuff like that. I don't know. It seems like a lot of the episodes that he's a part of seem to have those sorts of tie-ins that happen which is like i think it's 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 nice to have things connect my only fear is that let's not turn the mandalorian into the extension program for rebels in the clone wars oh because like i think i think they've done a really good job so far in connecting the two in the sense that they'll they'll make references or have something from one show up in the in the other so that there's some sort of connectivity there Without going so far as to have it be a prerequisite that you've watched these other things. Like, again, Abby has not seen any of this. And so, like, in the previous episode where they're like, go see Ahsoka Tano, I'm like, ooh! And Abby's like, okay, another collection of weird syllables that I guess is a name. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it didn't... I don't get the impression from her that it kept her from enjoying it because she wasn't in on the Easter egg. You know what I mean? And like yeah, in this episode no where they're like, yeah. where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? She doesn't know who that is. I do. I think we both enjoyed it just slightly differently. As long as they don't overplay it and turn it into a, okay, most of our plot is going to involve you knowing this other stuff. No, Such that if you well. aren't aware of it, that's like they've done a really good job with that. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that continues. Well, I think they'll, they, that will continue because there's no way they could expect yeah. this. Like myself, who's a Star Wars fan, I didn't know who Bo-Katan was. I mean, I didn't even know she existed in, in those things. Uh, Ahsoka Tano, I knew only from, you know, very glimpse. Uh, Thrawn was a name that I've heard of, and that's it. You could have told me Gideon and all these other people were in these previous shows. I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, sure. You know, so right. I think they're doing a good job. Um I do think they're opening up for some serious, like, spinoffs, which is smart. They could easily make oh, Ahsoka yeah. Tano her own show. She's she's an A-list oh. celebrity, and she could be – that could be the Thrawn storyline. And that's the only reason this episode existed, if they wanted to, you know? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I could definitely see that happening and or – and I'd be perfectly fine with it because then that takes your own little Jedi story and, and I mean, and, and more than capable of getting that done. Um and, you know, and, and I thought this episode was good because it it really answered the question we all wanted. So we now know Grogu is able to communicate, but he is smarter than – I wouldn't say he's smarter than what he leads on. He obviously has more thoughts, and he can't kind of speak them yet, right? Right. Because she was right. able to tap in and know a lot about what he's done, you know? Oh, and yeah. I'm guessing she can tap into com- – I don't know if you could tap into memories or he's releasing his feelings from that stuff, but – if he was in the Jedi Temple, that would have been, what, 10, 15 years prior, I'm guessing? 
No, I mean the Jedi Temple went down in Order sixty six. So that's yeah, at the so, end. Of, that's at the end of Episode three. So you figure, okay, five, Luke was born at around yeah. the time of, <laughs> of you know, how old was Luke? Luke at, you know, at the end of Return of the if Jedi. You're, if you're going to say youngest is 16, right? So there's, at, so, at the, yes. Return of the Jedi. So, so if he was 16 in The New Hope, and let's say a couple years passed, right? Let's say he's right. 20 by Return of the Jedi. Right. So he's, then, so it's, so that was 20, let, let's say 25 so, years ago. Is, sure. Is, well, and Baby Yoda's 50 at least. They mentioned right. that. Right. And why, now that we have three names for him, the child, Baby Yoda, and Grogu, I decided to go with the <laughs> the obvious wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, the, the most incorrect as Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's going to be a hard habit to break. I mean, they've gotten us 13 episodes in of not really knowing what to call him and letting the public decide Baby Yoda was the way to go. Like, it's going to be a long, it's going to probably be a minute before I get into the full Grogu habit. To be perfectly yeah, honest, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll so take. We'll cut it'll you take, some slack here. Some it'll take some time, <laughs> but yeah. E- either way, so you know, he's been, tra- and they said he had many Jedi masters and stuff like that. So yeah, it's you know, it's pretty. In- it, it was telling, and I liked it in a sense where it's just like, yeah, he he, Mando kept saying he doesn't understand, and she's like, yeah, he does, you know. So it's, yeah. and she mentioned that he kind of hid his skills and 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 so forth, and I don't know necessarily, you know, I'm still sure he didn't know what the red and the blue wire i still think he's a child <laughs> you know and still right. doesn't have that type of knowledge but can can be a little bit more helpful than maybe and, and i think that's just helping him progress as a character where i feel like they're going to need to keep him as a child and a baby for quite some time um you know if he just starts talking all of a sudden then that'll be something oh different. yeah um, well i mean you figure the time scale like he's 50 years old and he's still you know coming off the way that he is like yeah you can't it's not like a teenager where you go from, you know, age five where you're, you know, all cutesy, yeah. whatever. And next in, you know, by the time you're seven, you've been to kindergarten and, you know, some extra school, whatever. And all of a sudden you can talk, speak and hear coherent sentences and so forth. It's going to be a long thing. I mean, I guess my my thought is, is that, OK, so he's this little dude who doesn't quite speak the language. I got to figure that when he was in the Jedi Temple, kind of like Ahsoka was doing, you know, the Jedi mind meld to communicate mm-hmm. with him. I imagine the rest of the Jedi probably did that, too. So he didn't really need to speak. Well, once you don't have Jedi to do that for you, like we've seen how he communicates with normals, little gurgles and whatever. And not, mm-hmm. not, like I could see how everyone would treat him like a child, like he was an idiot, like he might be super smart. He just doesn't have the, the oral communication skills down yet. And maybe once he gets a little training and is able to, you know, speak or or communicate in some way, I think that'll let you have that sort of character growth for him without necessarily having him suddenly seem like, oh, a year has passed and he's much older. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, you, yeah, no, no. I also, you think about it, if he's been in hiding, there's nobody training him speaking. And you, no. we all know that you learn, you learn words from being around people speaking. And oh, as yeah. much as Mando is definitely doing a great job talking to him, um, mm-hmm. mostly as per providing some dialogue for the show for us more so than anything. But because <laughs> I'm like, well, he doesn't really need to be saying this out loud. And I'm like, I understand why he's saying this out loud. But it's yeah. nice because he's actually communicating as if, you know, Rogu can understand and so forth. But he's right. not a- actually able to see his lips move. So he's not going to pick up 100% how it works. So, <laughs> but I right. did notice, and you tell me if you noticed this as well, I noticed a lot more 
Ewok-like gurgles and grunts or whatever from Grogu through this episode. Yeah, this episode, and I'm going to say this season, there's yeah. there's been a lot more verbalization from from the child. I noticed that in the previous episodes, but yeah, this episode in particular, uh, you know, especially when like he says his name and, and yep. you know the kid turns around and is like gah, gah, gah. like I don't know that I would have called it Ewok. I guess maybe now that you've said that, I'll have to pay attention oh, it, and possibly agree with you at some point but there's definitely some more verbalization going on this season and, and particularly this, this past episode so i think they'll slowly progress it to the point where yeah. he might get to the point where he can say one or two things you know yeah. wouldn't doubt at the end well, of the episode or the end of the season he's saying mando or something like that you know like just to signify their bond you know as the, oh, yeah. as the child says well, dad or mama for the first time I mean, I, I think I think that's good for the story, but let's also, you know, be mindful. It's it's probably too late for this Christmas, but, you know, next Christmas is coming. You got to have the talking Grogu doll. <laughs> Absolutely. Pushes, pushes, <laughs> squeeze his hand and he uh, says Mando like that. That's um, you got to You got to have it. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that assortment with your blue cookies and so forth. But mm-hmm. all right. Well, we've run we've run pretty pretty long on this episode there, uh, brother. Do you have anything else you would like to discuss about this episode that should come into play? Um, there were no giant creatures as much as the, I mean, there were, you know, a couple creatures, but for this moment, this episode, it seemed very creature less, which I was fine with because you brought, you know, some, they had the giant quadrupeds eating the trees in the background. That was cool. You know, so there's that, uh, I enjoyed that the magistrate had a couple of HK assassin droids as her, as her backups. That's, that's a little bit of a throwback deep cut to some of the droids, I believe, the playable character in there was a uh, an old republic video game that you could play an HK assassin droid. Okay, uh, it's funny because he used to refer to all the humans as meat bags. Uh, uh, I thought that was that was nice to see those mm-hmm. in action. When he's describing the town and what their defenses are, he says, you know, they're they're armed with uh, I think A three fifties, which is again a super dork deep cut for me because you know from the the role playing game like the highest quality most badass blaster rifle you could get was an a280 mm-hmm. the blast tech a280 and that you know it makes sense time has passed they now have the new 350s out and i think i may be one of probably four people watching that episode who caught that detail and like oh these guys are really well armed um whereas i imagine <laughs> most people thought that was just a throwaway line just throwing Same out here. some alphanumerics to whatever but no that's that's the Isn't A280s the were badass. I can only imagine yeah. what the 350s are capable of. There you go. That, that's that's key. <laughs> no, I, I, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought there was great character development, moved the story forward. I'm curious to see if that Thrawn plotline actually carries on in this series or season, or if that is them sowing the seeds for some spinoffs. I think i'd be happy either way i kind of feel like it's probably too early to bring thrawn in in this season because i think that'll take away from whatever it is that gideon's got going on i feel like if no it is yeah. i feel like that that might be an early lead for like a season three thing but we'll see like i really enjoyed hey, it i don't know that i've really got a whole heck forget, of a lot else to add not yes forget that there is somebody lurking around on tatooine so we have some we still have some plot lines that are not filled oh yeah there's a lot oh yeah lots to still to be done and thinking about here and what do we we is this the fifth episode of the this series so we only got three left so yeah uh, yeah let's uh let's buckle up i would say <laughs> yeah, yeah no uh, good good show uh was happy with with everything about it well thanks eric i've enjoyed the conversation thank you folks for listening in for yelling at your phones when eric and i just don't have the uh 
the Clone Wars and Rebels background to give you everything you need. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. Because if I were to say, if you were to look at me and say, okay, Todd, expanded universe characters that have not made an appearance yet, but you'd like to see show up at some point. Ahsoka would be one. Thrawn would be another. The third, I think, in that, that thing would be Mara Jade, who you probably are not aware of. Never heard of. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Which again goes back to that uh, the Zon trilogy, the first set of books that came out and started kicked off the expanded universe thing back in the '90s. She was she was an assassin. She was she was known as the Emperor's Hand. There's like a group of assassins that the Emperor had who were kind of sort of Force trained, like they weren't jet full Jedi or Sith, but they had a little bit of Force capabilities okay and after the fall of the empire she was working for this you know smuggler crime lordy sort of guy and over the course of the extended universe which of course is now all non-canon and is you know out the window but eventually luke ended up and i think may have ended up being like a couple like i feel like you go far enough down that timeline like they end up having kids <laughs> sort oh. of a thing, but she was another really, really well-written, good, interesting character that I don't know how or if they could bring her in <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but huh. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in one of these things, there's some sort of Mara Jade tie-in. If you, if you see some sort of force sensitive redheaded assassin person, expect her to be called Mara Jade. <laughs> well, we will. All right. Well, there we go. We've got got things to look forward there. <laughs>